What is up, Hawks fans? It's Mac from Hawks Fan TV here. Alex is actually out of town this week, so he will actually not be on this episode, and it'll just be me. So we'll actually go ahead and get right into it. So I know last week we mentioned that we had three games this last week, two against the Pistons, one against the Bucks. The result is honestly what I would have expected if I you know, put money on, on these kind of things. Uh, we, we won both games against Detroit and then lost a pretty close one against Milwaukee. Um, the Milwaukee game, I'll, I'll, I'll touch later on in the episode. You know, I, I think that one could have could have swung either way. But, hey, you know, that's the NBA. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't always swing in your favor. So, you know, going 2-0 against Detroit. Last year, I'm not going to lie, guys, that's probably a two-game series that we split. I, I mean, I think almost the exact same thing happened last year where we split it. So winning both games, in my mind, was a sign of progression by the Hawks and something that I think we can all be very happy about. You know, the first game, we did only win by five points, so not as large of a margin as we all would have hoped. Uh, and, you know, that game, it was pretty close the entire time. You know, there there never was any that huge of a lead gained by either team. You know, and again, against a team that is, you know, as inexperienced and um, just, for lack of a better term, on the lower end of the talent pool, you don't want to see that happen. I, I totally understand but I think two days later, the Hawks gave us the result that we wanted, you know, with the 136-112 win. You know, that that was just a, excuse my French here, but but a little bit of an ass kicking. And it, it just felt more like the result that we were all expecting to see with these two games against Detroit. Both of them were in Detroit. So, you know, I, I, I know if they would have been split one in Atlanta, one in Detroit, it may have been more difficult for, for both teams involved. So, you know, them – them being able to not have to, you know, do the extra traveling and, and whatnot. I, I do think that was something that was positive for, for the Hawks. So let me go over some box score stats for you guys here for the first uh, first game uh, against Detroit. Trey dropped 35 points. I, if any of you follow my Twitter account, I did predict that he would drop 50 points in one of those two games. So considering he did 35 and 36, I mean, I know that's not too close to 50, but hey, you know, um, I was – I was on the money for saying that Trey was going to have big nights offensively. So, uh, you know, 35 points in the first game, six assists. You know, DeJounte dropped another 14, eight and eight. And that guy, he's, you know, getting getting dangerously close to, to getting these triple doubles, man. So I, I think a triple double is in his, his near future for sure. Uh, John Collins started off the week strong, 19 points and 11 rebounds. Didn't have as good of a weekend. Again, I'll kind of talk about that a little bit later in the episode. Uh, Clint Capella, you know, if you look at his his uh, his stat sheet and you didn't watch the game, you're probably going to think he didn't make that much of an impact. You know, he is not averaging that many points right now. I, I believe it's uh, 8.4 points he's averaging on the season right now. But his his rebounding, especially his offensive rebounding, is just something that is huge for the Hawks right now. It's something that we need as a team. Any team needs it, but but we need it as well. So. I think that's good that Clint's doing that. If you looked at his plus minus, he was plus 22 on the night, which was highest for anybody on the team. So Clint's on the floor. He's making a positive impact. That's quite literally what that stat is saying. So um, I think it is noteworthy that even though, you know, Onyeke dropped another 10 points and had a few boards, his plus minus was negative 19. So, you know, I think that's just a sign of just the experience in the league and, and knowing how to affect the game positively you know whether whether that is by not scoring as many points and being a little more reserved on the offensive end or whatever it is you know so um I have no fear that Onyeke will will get that figured out he is right now averaging almost 10 points a game so he's 
coming off the bench. He's producing at a decently high enough level for me to feel good about it at the moment. So, um, Onyeke, you know, the, the minus 19, never anything you want to see, but Hey, you know, it's sometimes you got to live with stats like that. So, um, you know, some of the team stats, I thought this stuck out a little bit to me. The team only shot 36.4 from three, uh, on the night. So, Again, three-point shooting has just not been that strong to start the season off for the Hawks. Uh, I think any of us that pay attention to the Hawks know that the Hawks normally start the season off a little bit slow, especially Trey. But I just was hoping, maybe like some of you out there as well, that it wouldn't be the same fortune this season and that we would have a little bit of a hotter start. And, you know, it is it is what it is. It's not that big of a deal. But, hey, man, you know, we got we got to make sure that that three-point shooting uh, gets, gets better as, as the game goes on. So, you know, uh, again, if you guys watch the game, as I mentioned a little bit before, it was it was a close game the entire time. Like there was just never really any team that pulled away from it, which, you know, I I, I don't don't feel anything about that. <laughs> you know, I'm very, very indifferent. It, it is not not a not a huge positive, not a huge negative. So um, I, I, I will say the entire starters, all five of them did have a positive plus minus. So when you see that man you're probably going to win the game and we won the game. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great. And as I mentioned, man, Clint's impact is just much more than, than the stat sheet. So um, any of you guys out there that, uh, you know, aren't, aren't satisfied with Clint's play so far, I'm telling you, man, if we didn't have him, it would be a much different season right now. So, so that kind of wraps up game one in Detroit. Like I said, it was a win. It wasn't as big of a win as we would have liked, but, Hey, man, it's the NBA, and a win is a win, so we will take it. Uh, moving on to the second game in Detroit, like I said, that result was something that I think all of us were more so hoping for for both games. Well, really any game, but especially against a team like Detroit, and we you know, pulled off a 24-point win. Um, you know, Trey dropped another 36 points, 12 assists. DeJounte had 26 points. Um, John Collins, that, that's it. That's why I kind of highlighted that he that he had a strong start to the week with his 19 and, and 11, but went four and 10 in, in the second game. And um, 10 rebounds is fine, you know, there, there's nothing that's nothing to be ashamed of. But four points, you know, I, I, I would like to see him filling up the stat sheet uh, offensively a little bit more than that. DeAndre Hunter had 12 points, Clint another 11 rebounds, and Yeke had 16 points off the bench. You know, again, I think this is a result we all expected. Um, you know, all players on the team, except for one, had a had a positive plus minus this time. If you're wondering, the one who had the one the the lone negative plus minus is AJ Griffin. So I'm smiling as I say that because hey, AJ, you're you're learning, man. It's okay. We're we're not going to hold that against you. Um, I, I do think it was pretty noteworthy. Aaron Holiday probably had his best game of the season so far. Friday night in Detroit, he had 28 minutes off the bench with 14 points. So, um, again, I know Aaron Holiday has been somebody that, uh, especially if you're comparing him to DeLon Wright of last year, he just hasn't been what any of us would really hope or want him to be. But I think Detroit should be at least some sign of that, hey, if, if he is playing you know, his, on his better side of his game, he, he's, he's going to produce for us and be a perfectly fine player off the bench. So I don't think that's – that's anything to be too worried about. Um, you know, when Bogey comes back, his playing time is going to be be cut down anyway. So no, nothing to nothing to really really worry about too much. Again, you know, going two zero against in these games against Detroit, 
I think we really, really do have to remember that this is something that last year we would split one and one. And I mean, depending on what time in the season last year, we could have even gone 0 and 2. So, um, you know, you, you, you got to beat your lesser opponents. And as long as you're not playing down to them, which I understand, you know, Wednesday kind of felt more like we were playing down to them as, as Friday, where we just, you know, kind of beat the brakes off of them, especially in the second half. I know the first half is still pretty close. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's 2-0 in the NBA against the same team. Uh, so I, I, I think as Hawks fans, we just have to realize that that is progression and we're, 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 you know, doing what we need to do. So, um, so moving on to the third game of last week, it was, uh, against Milwaukee. It was a back-to-back, uh, you know, we played Detroit on Friday, played Milwaukee on Saturday. You know, they, they had a back-to-back as well. They played the Knicks the night before. Um, uh, pretty sure they beat them pretty bad too. So, um, you know, this Milwaukee game, it was exactly what I've expected it to be. It was, a uh, a higher scoring game and it was just incredibly entertaining. You know, these are two uh, incredibly talented teams and you know what? I will openly and admittedly tip my hat to the bucks at this point. I mean, I can't say this point it's been this way for a while now, but they are still the better team and are, are, you know, proven champions. And um, we haven't been able to get over that, that hump yet. That is the Milwaukee bill bucks. So, uh, you know, I think, it's something that, you know, we don't need to invest too much in that that we didn't win this game. It's early in the season. They're playing, you know, lights out basketball right now. And I, I don't think we should invest into it too much. I know it was an upsetting loss. I know with that offensive foul call against DeAndre, I believe it was Wesley Matthews who it was against uh, late in the game. That was, you know, I, I don't want to say it was a horrible call because I'm just not trying to be one of those people that – your team loses and you instantly go and blame the refs. But I do think it was a bad call. I do think it was a judgment call. I do think at that point in the game, you just can't make that call. So um, it is what it is. You know, it's it's nothing new for um, the refs to kind of <laughs> just screw the Hawks over in a way. I think, uh, I think we all know what we're talking about. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is, man. I think the team, for the most part, looked great. Uh, definitely some plays that I, I, I know the guys wish they could go back and redo. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I think, you know, I've been watching sports long enough. You you almost have to lose games like that to grow as a team. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. So, you know, I'll, I'll go and go through some uh, box score stats here. Trey dropped 42 points, you know. So, I mean, Trey, Trey was on a tear this last week offensively. Uh, six assists. I mean, uh, excuse me, five assists, six rebounds. So just thought that was always noteworthy if Trey gets more rebounds and he got assists. So, you know, Trey was, Trey was balling that night, man. He was, he was, you know, put, putting his best effort in, in that game and trying to put on a show and, and get his team to win. So definitely want to tip, tip my hat to, uh, to Mr. Mr. Young on that one for another great performance. Uh, DeJounte, you know, another 21 points, six assists, five rebounds. Um, you know, I, I, I think DeJounte again is just going to fill up the stat sheet all year. I don't think he'll, you know, obviously average as many points as Trey does, but it's just not what we really need him to do. Um, I'll say this. I, I, I hate saying this cause I should have included this in a Detroit game. I don't, I don't think I'm thinking of the Milwaukee game. I, I think I'm thinking of the, the Detroit game on Friday, but you know, it's really, really nice to see when Trey, uh, had his, you know, routine rest at the beginning of the fourth quarter. 
Um, cause you know, trade more, more often than not goes off in the third and then he'll come in with, you know, seven, eight minutes left, maybe a little less in, in the, in the fourth and, and take over the game from there. It was really nice to see that, you know, if I remember correctly, I don't, I don't think Trey even came back into the game. Um, and, and it was because DeJounte just took over and, you know, there was no need for Trey to come back in. And it was just, it was nice to see. Um, I, I remember there were times where they even kind of put the camera on Trey's face on the bench and you could just see like his body language with just pure relief for lack of a better term of that. Ah, oh, man, this feels good that somebody else can take over like this. So, um, so yeah, just, just wanted to, you know, say that, uh, that DeJounte is, I, I, I think he's, you know, been everything that we've expected and maybe even more. So I'm, I'm just pumped that we have this guy and as, as the season goes on, especially later in the season and especially the playoffs, we're going to, we're all going to love us some DeJounte Murray. I can guarantee you that. Um, but to continue down the, the the box box score sheet here, you know, John Collins, again, four points and five rebounds, just not a performance you want to see in a game like that. Um, again, he had a strong start to the week, and I, I'm by no means a John Collins hater. I, I think the hate that he gets from Hawks fans is uh, a little unnecessary, but, um, I, I just, you know, numbers don't lie. You know, if you're putting up four points and five rebounds, even if that – were for some other reason, you know, it's, you, you just want to see him produce a little bit more than he did. Um, I'll be sure to definitely hone in on John over the next few games and see if it's any, anything, maybe, maybe some, some lingering uh, injury or issue or something like that. Uh, but from what I could tell that that wasn't the case. So um, Clint got, got another double, double uh, on six points off the bench. So um you know, this this game, again, it wasn't our best performance. Uh, we still made it close, though. Still could have won. Um, again, if one play or maybe one call or two win in our favor instead of the Bucks, right? So uh, definitely definitely a, a heartbreaker of a game, can't lie. But at, at the end of the day, it is something that, you know, um, it's you just you just got to live with it. They're, they're that good of a team, you know, that 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 good of a team. I, I do think it was pretty noteworthy that the whole team besides DeJounte had a negative plus minus in that game. So just weren't, <laughs> weren't being super effective uh, individually or even as a whole when they were on the, on the floor. So, um, but you know what, man, it was an evenly fought game, like I said, against proven champions. So I, 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 I truly don't think this is, you know, anything for us to hang our head about. So um, it, it is, it is what it is, and, you know, I, I think, you know, if you're going to lose a game, I would prefer it to be lost, you know, in some people's minds because of a bad call or, you know, maybe one of your players like John Collins was just having an off night. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it, it, it was a perfectly fine result for me. Um, so, yeah, so the other game actually uh, – Normally we record on either Monday or Tuesday, so this would have not been covered in this episode. But we we did play one more game since um, we are releasing this, and that was Monday's game against the Raptors. I actually was at a Halloween dinner party and was not able to watch that game myself. Um, so I uh, won't recap it too much. I Like I said, I wasn't able to watch it, and we lost by 30 points. So um, I will say this. I was checking the score when I was at dinner, you know, periodically. And I saw that uh, pretty much for the first 
two and a half quarters of the game, maybe even the first three quarters, it was pretty close. Excuse me. It was pretty close. It was pretty back and forth. So, you know, it was it was something that as I'm looking at the score on my phone, I'm like, okay, we, we honestly should be able to pull this off. So I, I have to admit it was a little bit shocking when, when I got that final score notification and, and we did end up losing by 30. So, um, again, it's it was an ugly loss. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But I don't think it's, you know, a loss that should make us think that, you know, the, the Hawks aren't going to make the playoffs or anything this year. So um, don't get too worried about it, guys. I know with it being the Raptors, especially with, you know, people, um, the the sector of Hawks fans that may follow Hawks fan TV do know that the Raptors have definitely become a little bit of a rivalry for us here recently. But um, it's OK, guys. It's uh, not not a loss to, to get you too worried or or, or whatever it may be. So working with them. So, you know, when you're reaching to build a physical network for the future, um, only the networks that can scale with technology will do. At Firmament Solutions, you know, you have the industry leader in information highway construction building. You know, it's going to be backed by leading manufacturers. Their service are white label and they present them as your own. So, I mean, this is, you know, something that, you know, any, any growing company would want. Uh, their clients get the contracts Permanent provides the services. So, you know, if, if this is anything that is sparking any interest in any of our listeners, um, or if you just want to check it out at all, because it's, it's, it's a great company, um, you can definitely go to their website and discover all that they do at permanentsolutions.com. Again, that is Permanent Solutions, F-I-R-M-A-M-E-N-T solutions.com. Uh, check them out, guys. They're doing, they're doing great things over there. Um, so yeah, so now we'll move into the second part of the episode, which is just kind of previewing some of the games uh, that we have this upcoming week. So as I mentioned earlier in the episode, we normally record on Monday or Tuesday, but we're actually recording on Wednesday for this episode. So later tonight, here actually in less than two hours, we do have our game against the Knicks. Uh, you know, th- that's that's a game that I'm I'm not going to downplay. It's it's an important game. It it is. It's a uh, it's not just important because of what happened in the playoffs and, and with Trey, it's, it's the Mecca it's, it's MSG. It's, it's, you know, as much as it pains me to say the New York Knicks are an important franchise in the NBA. So um, it's, it's, it's a great game. Um, I, you know, am I am personally going to predict a win. I, I think at this point uh, after Monday's loss against the Raptors, that the team really just wants to go out and prove that they're, you know, not not a team that you know gets blown out back to back games. So um, e- even if we do lose, I-, I do think it'll be pretty close. But I do think we will win. As always, guys, I think Trey will have a huge night. There's just something about the stars going to MSG and just putting on incredible shows. You know, whether that was Reggie Miller way back in the day, or Kobe Bryant, or or LeBron James, or Dwayne Wade. If if the stars are in MSG, they're they're putting on a show. So. Um, you know, I, I, I think we very well could end up getting the win in that one. But, you know, considering who it is, you know, the opponent, the the crowd, you know, some, some of the, you know, just outside aspects that could go into it. Sure, we, we, we could definitely end up losing. But I, I do think we'll end up winning. Um, both teams are coming in on two game losing streaks and uh, both both losses haven't been great losses for either team. I mean, no loss is a great one, but 
uh, you know, more so just saying that it's, it's not like, you know, they were very close losses against these incredible teams. So um, I think both teams really what I'm getting at, really, really want to win tonight. So um, it, it should be a, a, a damn good basketball game. And I'm, I'm predicting a Hawks win for sure. And then for the second game we have this week, uh, it'll actually be coming back down South to Atlanta. We'll be hosting the Four and two Pelicans with you know CJ McCollum, Zion, and Brandon Ingram. Pretty, pretty, pretty strong big three there, honestly. So, um, I, I, you know, official prediction. I, I do think we will win win that game. I think uh, reason reason being that I think we'll win is because I think the team will be very excited about being back home and um, just want to want to put on a a great show. They, you know. Uh, I don't, I don't think the Pelicans are an elite team, uh, nor do I think the Hawks are an elite team, but you know, I don't, I don't think it's a game that, you know, there's just no chance that we win it. So even, even if we do pull off a win against the Knicks. So I think it'll be a, uh, a two and O week for us. Well, two and one, we, we did, you know, lose the Raptors this week. So basically starting each week, two and one, I think that's a, a perfectly fine pace to stay on for the rest of the season, if we were to do that. So, you know, I think, um, I, I think this week, you know, since we already have the Raptors game in the rear view with, with that 30 point loss and with the Knicks and the Pelicans, it's two, you know, better teams than, than, than worse. And I, I think it's two winnable games as well. So I, I think we can end this week two and one and, and get right back on track and, and, uh, you know, go, go into next week with that, that home game against the Bucks, and, and try and try and actually pull that victory off that time. So uh, before before I, I wrap this episode up, though, and, and let you guys go, I just want to point out some stats for for so far in the season that, that I think are are noteworthy. Um, Trey right now is 10th in points and third in assists. So, you know, 10th in points, he'll he'll he'll, he'll keep climbing that. But I think, you know, the chance of Trey repeating to lead the league in points and assists is legitimately there. And, um, you know, considering that he was only the second player to ever do it and tiny Archibald was the other and tiny did it in one given season, like Trey did. I think if Trey did it two years in a row, I, I truly do think it would put him in a tier historically that is, you know, on a, on another level, not saying that he would be the greatest player of all time, but just, I don't, I don't know how you can put up stats in a modern game and, and that be ignored. So um, another stat that, that really pointed out that stuck out to me is so with ESPN's basketball power index, um, which if you guys aren't familiar with how that really works, really essentially just what it is, is that they simulate the season 10,000 times. And then based off the results from there, they obviously average it all out and, and you know, say, you know, these are the chances of this happening or, or, or whatnot. So, um, so ESPN's basketball power index, which is BPI, uh, has us right now winning 48 games which is a, a little under than what I would have expected in the beginning of the season. But I mean, 48 is nothing to be ashamed of. And with a 94.7% chance to make the playoffs, uh, which leaves, puts us at fourth in the East and eighth overall in the NBA. So um, I know guys, and, and this, this was updated after the Raptors loss. So I know after the Bucks loss and the Raptors loss, not, not feeling great. Confidence is a little low right now amongst the fan base, but I do want you guys to read that stat and hear that we have a 95% chance of making the playoffs and, you know, um, are, are, you know, probably going to win 48 games. So I just, I don't think there's I, I, the panic, you know, 
it, it just needs to be a little lowered now. Um, currently, we're fifth in the Eastern Conference, so that's kind of almost exactly aligned with with those uh, projections from from the BPI. So, um, you know, definitely don't think that us losing these last two games is any indication that the season is a wash because it, it it certainly isn't. So. And, you know, I'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Got to, got to always end it on a, a positive note. You know, the Hawks are virtually middle of the pack for every team stat. Um, and I, I bring that up to end it because I think with that, there's so much opportunity for improvement. Uh, but it's it's also not that we're so – we've started out so badly in some of these team statistics that it's, you know, writing on the wall of that we're not going to be able to fix it. So – um, I know, I know the season is, you know, not started how most of us wanted to, but I still feel great. I still feel good. Um, I think most of you should too. And it's, it's a hell of a ride guys. It's an 82 game season and we're just getting started, man. So, um, you know, again, want to thank you guys for listening and, and following Hawks fan TV and, and supporting us and all that good stuff. And we will keep these episodes coming for you guys. Alex will be on the episode next week. So, those of you who are big Alex fans, don't worry, he will be back. Um, but uh, I'll go ahead and sign off. As always, go Hawks, and y'all have a great night.